All right, we're gonna get ready to show uh, Chopping Mall. Uh, who here hasn't seen Chopping Mall? Uh, Whoa! See, now this makes it all worth it. So, who here has been to the mall? <laughs> who, who here has been to the mall in the 80s? <laughs> who worked in the mall in the 80s? <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, if, if you remember mall and mall culture fondly uh the mall that's featured in chopping mall um is very reminiscent of the the sort of quintessential 80s mall uh think of the white plains galleria when the white plains galleria opened it's like not a Woo! giant huge mall but kind of like your i don't know like what average size it's kind of like what every town had and uh it's it's kind of sad to see that culture kind of slip away you know with the replacement of uh you know the big box stores and, and whatnot but uh anyway it was a big part of american culture for quite a while it still is because lo and behold stranger things uh all these sort of current uh, tv shows and films are starting to sort of harken back and you know pay tribute to uh uh to this time so the mall featured in chopping mall is very reminiscent of the glendale galleria or the jefferson valley mall it's the Sherman Oaks Galleria, and if you watched any kind of television or films uh, growing up during this period, you would recognize this mall because it was sort of America's mall. So whether it was Chopping Mall or Commando or Valley Girl or countless TV shows, you probably know this mall even if you've never been. Um, anyway, this is one of the most fun. It, it's termed a horror movie, but it's really kind of an action comedy with a little horror tossed in. And we're very lucky tonight to have uh, the co-writer of Chopping Mall and also its second unit director. So just about any time you see the robots, you know, blasting around the mall doing their thing, Steve Mitchell uh, directed that scene, as well as some scenes with the actors. So I just want to bring uh, Steve up and uh, welcome him, Steve. You good? You got it. All right. Woo! Uh, I always trip when I go on stage. There's nobody that can uh, talk about the awesomeness that is Chopping Mall uh, better than Mr. Steve Mitchell can, having lived it himself, having co-created it himself, having shopped at the mall himself. And lived near the mall. Steve Mitchell. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming. Uh, I love being honked at, especially when it's something like this. Uh, a couple of quick things. Chopping Mall was a movie that could never happen today. Jim Wynorski, who's an old friend of mine, called me up one night. For some reason, it was a Wednesday night. It was boring. It was quiet. And he said, we might have a chance of making a movie. And I said, oh, really? He said, we got to come up with an idea for a dead teenager movie. Because Vestron Video was willing to hire the Cormans, Roger and Julie, if we could come up with something they liked. So we went out to get some coffee and some pie. And we came up with this sort of phantom of the mall type story, which was fine. It worked. And then Jim said to me, what if we do it with killer robots? And what happened was I sort of took a deep breath. I did the nod thing and I said, okay. And we worked up a new outline or beat sheet or a little bit of both, submitted it the next day. Julie Corman sent it to Vestron Video and we had a go picture in a week no script we had we wrote the script at roger's office jim and i 
there's no casting credit on the movie because Jim and I cast the picture. Uh, I did an early design of one of the robots, and then we bumped into Bob Short one day at lunch. We were going to lunch, and he was coming out of the restaurant we were going in, and Jim said, hey, Bob, have you got a few minutes? And we talked to Bob, and he, you know, he's a smart man. He's a businessman as well as very creative, and he said, we might have a job for you. And so I gave him one of my early sketches, which was terrible, and he came up with something far better. And he built and he built he co-built and he designed and he produced the robots that you'll see in the movie, which are all practical. There's no CGI in the picture. There's old-fashioned rotoscoping for the laser beam stuff. And it was it was very interesting. When we were making the movie, we had this idea, we cast it, and we just went to the mall to make a movie that we wanted to see. Now, our teenagers, because I was one of the co-writers, do a smart thing and they go get guns. Because I wanted to see a movie where teenagers or young adults were shooting guns in the mall. That was part of the attraction for me. Uh, and we think it may, helps to make the movie more exciting. But, <coughs> pardon me, well, also, but we had no idea about whether or not the robots could work. We never thought they couldn't work. And about a week into the picture, I said to Jim, I said, you know, what if they didn't work? We'd be screwed. And I did one shot one night where a robot is coming up to camera and then backs into an alcove and shuts down, it's not a spoiler, and is waiting to do nasty stuff. That was the roughest shot I shot, and it was five takes, and that was the worst it ever got. The cast was great, the mall was great. When we did a scout, Part of a facade from Commando was still up there, so Commando shot maybe weeks before we were there. And we had a great time, and we blew stuff up, we broke stuff, uh, you know, we got scorch marks from squibs on the, on the cement uh, um, uh, columns at the mall, which pissed them off a lot, but it still turned out to be the most fun I think I've ever had in 20, day, 20 nights and 20 nights in a mall and two nights at the Roger Corman studio. Um, Chuck Serino, who did the great, great score, was a personal friend of Jim, Jim's and mine. And I remember driving to hear some of the score when we were going to, uh, on a Sunday morning, driving over to Chuck's studio. And I had this thought, I said, what if it stinks? How do you tell your pal that his work isn't very good? Well, within about 10 seconds of hearing the main title, we said, we're in good shape. And I think one of the great and enduring things about the movie is the score is wonderful. Very synthy, very 80s, very reminiscent of a time and certainly a place. And um, uh, if you're able to ever see the Blu-ray, which has a lot of extras on it that I produced, we did a thing where we have a sequence in the picture. It's one of the action sequences where I showed without the score just the sound effects, and then with the score. And it's, I wanted to do that as almost a primer to show you the value of great scoring. And, you know, everything worked. We were very lucky. And then the movie was released. It was originally called Killbots, and it tanked. And Roger Corman does not like tanking in a theater. So <laughs> the story goes, I wasn't present for this, and I was present for a lot of it, that the projectionist at Corman said, well, why don't you call it Chopping Mall? And that's what we did, and the movie went out, and it got terrible reviews. One, one and a half stars, I think the New York Daily News gave it, maybe one and a half. I think someone might have given it two, but that was the highest we ever got. So Jim and I said, well, 
we made a movie we wanted to see. It was a great experience. It was like for me grad school, you know, filmmaking grad school. And then it came out, I guess Roger made some money, and then I forgot about it for decades. And then sometime a couple of decades later, Jim said, when was the last time you looked at the Chopping Mall IMDb page? I said, never. And what happened was, he said, go look at it. And what I saw were pages and pages and pages of fans saying how much they liked the movie. And so it was very gratifying to know that this movie that we thought had just sort of slipped off into the ether of 80s movies was so popular. And every time we screen it for a crowd, it's packed. They love it. Thank God they laugh in the right places. They recoil in the right places. And everybody has a great time. And, you know, for a filmmaker, when you make a movie, when you write it, especially if you're writing, if you're a spec screenwriter, it's all in your head. And then Jim and I wrote it. Then we actually got to cast it and, to, and, and bring life to these characters. And then we got to make it. And then we got to sort of sort of see what we had created and then it got released but the audience always tells you whether you did a good job well decades later the audience said yeah you guys did a pretty good job and i hope you think you know as as much of the movie as they did when you see it now uh one last thing what you're seeing is a restoration in the proper aspect ratio when we shot it we filmed it for a theatrical aspect ratio rectangular but back in the video days, because TVs used to be square, we shot it what they call open mat. So with room at the top and the bottom of the frame. And so now it looks like the way we intended it when we filmed it. And also we found the original soundtrack, the uh, sound and sound effects and score. And even though it's mono, it's really, it's got a lot of weight to it. And so the sound effects are better. There's a lot of mall presence and the score just has never sounded better. So. Anyway, I'm sorry I've talked so long, but now you know most of the basics. Enjoy Chopping Mall. Woo! Hey, Mitchell. Car careful. All right, he's got it. Thanks, Steve. Uh, if you guys uh, join us uh, tomorrow night, uh, hopefully, if, if we have, we're hoping not to cancel. If we have to, uh, we'll, we'll refund that. Uh, but we hope, uh, we hope to be on tomorrow night. We hope... If you had a good time that you, you know, come on and join us on Sunday. We're going to have a blast. Uh, lots more cool stuff. And uh, as Steve Mitchell, incidentally, is also the director of the claimed documentary King Cohen about Larry Cohen. And he's working on a new documentary, several new, a couple new documentaries, actually. One about uh, the heyday of the uh, famed comic book writers in New York City uh, in the 70s called True Believers. Wow. And also a doc called Working Class Actor, uh, which is a documentary on Wings Hauser. So uh, that's that's going to be great. Um, so uh, enjoy the show. Uh, we're going to let the uh, director of Chopping Mall and its star uh, say a few words and uh, celebrate 35 years of... Uh, totally bitchin' mall life. All right. Thanks, everybody. We love you. Thank you, Matt. Woo!
Oh, hell. What are you doing in my kitchen? I'm Jim Wynorski, director of Chopping Mall, and welcome to the Sleepy Hollow Film Festival. We had a great time making this movie back in the day, and it was 22 nights of fun in the mall, and I hope you enjoy it. Everybody got action, everybody got laid, and I think you're going to enjoy it. If you have any other questions, ask Steve Mitchell. He's here in person. Bye. Hi, Sleepy Hollow, New York. Hi, I'm Kelly Maroney, otherwise known as Allison Park. And I am here to welcome you to the Sleepy Hollow Drive-In for the 35th anniversary of Chopping Mall. Can you believe that? So welcome. Uh, I'm stunned that 35 years later, I'm welcoming people to see Chopping Mall and that all this time later, people still get a kick out of it and still have fun and still enjoy it. And I couldn't have asked for it. In my wildest dreams, I never would have even thought to say, you know what would be great? Is if 35 years later, people still loved something that you did and, and had fun with it. And I just hope that you have as much fun watching it as we had making it, because we really did. And um, I couldn't be any more honored that you're here tonight to watch Chopping Mall. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. I'm not even kidding. Um, so I want you to have a nice day, or in this case, a nice evening. And, you know, just have fun, babe. It is babe, isn't it? 